the Red Sea emergency is bad news for those who are directly affected, of course, the sailors, the people in the region, but it also has wider implications for all people who trade and not just for those who trade through that route. And that is what I find is fascinating, the, the global nature of shipping. Not only is trade between Asia and Europe or the U.S. East Coast taking longer and more expensive, but because of the impact on shipping prices globally, all trades are affected. So also exports from China to, say, South America that do not go through the Red Sea, they are also becoming more expensive because all of a sudden we need more ships. And the Red Sea crisis is compounded by another crisis that had been a little less in the news, which is the Panama Canal, which due to a shortage of water, which is linked to climate change, has fewer transits than it had one, two, three years ago. So the two main canals for world shipping both have fewer transits. That means that ships have to go longer distances, which means we need more ships. And we do not have these ships. So we saw shipping rates going up. We also saw, saw a stock market returns on shipping stocks going up, which may sound strange. You, you see, it's bad news for shipping, but at the same time, those who own stocks in shipping companies all of a sudden earn more because the value of the ships, of the vessels, of the capacity has gone up. We need more ships, but we don't have these ships here. Thank you for explaining the global knock-on effects and also the, the global nature of uh, international shipping routes and supply chains. You're the expert on shipping around the world. You're the head of the trade logistics branch. I guess people also want to know, is it going to be as bad as it was during COVID? Not quite as bad as during COVID because COVID affected all ports in the world and ships during COVID spent about 20% more time in port on average, according to ANCTA data. The situation is somewhat comparable to when the Ever Given, when there was this big container ship stuck in the Suez Canal, which also all of a sudden obliged ships to go further. And we saw a spike in shipping rates. And as I mentioned earlier, the, it's not just the shipping rates through the Suez Canal that go up, but all shipping rates globally go up because the shipping capacity is, is like a commodity. And this is compounded. It's even worse this time if we compare it to the earlier situation where we had the Suez Canal blocked by one big ship. Because today, the Panama Canal, the other main route for trade between Asia and the U.S. East Coast, for example, is also limited in its capacity. So in that sense, it's not as bad as COVID, I would say, my opinion, my judgment, um, but it is worse than when we had the Suez Canal blocked by one big ship, because now we also have the Panama Canal effect. Now, humanitarians have also said that these attacks by Houthi fighters from Yemen, based in Yemen, will undermine the fragile humanitarian situation in Yemen, which has been suffering for many years, of course, affected by conflict, and it will affect it because it will threaten aid deliveries to the country. Do you have any information on shipping volumes currently into Yemen's ports? No, I don't have volume data on going in, into Yemen's ports. But I can say, apart from the global effect on shipping prices, on consumer prices, here, and, and this makes it worse than the previous crisis we had, like with the Ever Given, we also have the humanitarian effect. We also have the negative impact 
uh, on those in the region whose shipping prices go up even more due to the additional costs uh, sailors are being paid more, those who still go to the regions, insurance premiums have gone up, and many ships simply no longer want to go there. So we have the global effect, uh, and of course we have even more the effect for, for all countries in, in the region who, who, whose shipping prices go up even more. So we're talking about uh, countries in the Horn of Africa, basically uh, Djibouti, who are heavily involved in shipping. Maybe you could explain the kind of impact for ordinary families, which might not be immediately clear to people like me. <laughs> well, the, the impact of higher shipping prices are not immediately felt by consumers like, like you and me. But there is definitely a delay. Shipping logistic systems need to be built more resilient, which has cost implications. Prices go up. Maybe there's one interesting comparison here. The COVID crisis you mentioned, the ever given stuck. But we also had the situation when the war in Ukraine started. There, we had a similar impact on shipping of grain. So there was uh, not only less grain available, but the grain that people in Egypt or Ghana or Djibouti were in the past importing from Ukraine had to come from further away. And we calculated that half of the increase in food prices was due to higher shipping costs. So this is something we have learned from the past, and we have not yet done the analysis of the current crisis, but from the previous crisis, and there seem to be getting more and more of these crises, it's really bad it affects not only your and my consumer prices but even more the prices for the poorer populations who depend on on food and energy uh, especially in the region so those who are most vulnerable who spend a disproportionate amount of their incomes on food and energy those are the ones who are going to be most affected and in the red sea region there are plenty of countries there that are already struggling at the moment and, and will do in future if this problem isn't resolved last question to you then just explain it really simply. You say there aren't enough ships to resolve this problem, to compensate for the fact that companies are having to send ships around the Cape of Good Hope, around South Africa, instead of going through the Suez Canal. You know, if this problem isn't resolved soon, how, how long before we really start to feel the impact? Well, the impact is already felt today by higher freight rates and higher costs of renting of chartering ships this is quite immediate uh, demand and supply now if this were really to lead to a situation where for many years this route will no longer be viable then uh, at some point in time yeah ship owners would build additional ships but for the moment i'm afraid that the additional ships that we would need the capacity to to carry the cargo over the longer distance they would take two, three, four years to be built, and ship owners are not going to invest right now in additional ships because we all hope that the crisis will be resolved. So while it is not resolved, prices will go up for, for everybody. So what's the UN's role in all of this? How can we help? Well, the UN has in the past helped, for example, with the Black Sea Initiative. The UN can, of course, help through peace-building measures, but certainly this is a political situation. The International Maritime Organization, the IMO in London, is the one governing ship safety and security issues. They have also made strong statements and support. The, the humanitarian and political crisis 
does have an impact on our economies and our trade, on the prices rich and poor people pay for their food and for their consumer goods.